Is Scott Drew the Deion Sanders of college basketball? The answer may surprise you. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Baylor. I am being held prisoner at Guantanamo Bay, and that is Jackson Posey from Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears. I don't know. Like, look at the look at the backdrop. Look at the setup I got going on. Just a bed and a singular window. I've been stuck here for weeks on end, Jackson. <laughs> Thank you all for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. Jackson, before you even speak, I've got a very funny story that I didn't know I was going to open the show with here. But since I said Guantanamo, it reminded me. I was at a grad party this weekend. There's an elderly woman there. She's like 85, probably. And we go to this, we're at a restaurant, and she sits down in front of me facing the door. Now, Jackson, if you know me, anybody that does knows that I've got to face the door. In case there are intruders, I need to face the door. She, 85-year-old woman, faces the door. Not that she can't handle her own, but I said, listen, Grandma, in a, in a nice way, like she she's called Grandma. I said, Grandma, if you're going to face the door, you're going to have to watch out for intruders. Like if, like if a bad man comes, you just let me know. And she goes, oh, I will. Like if there's some man who looks scary coming up in here, I'll let you know. And I was like, all right, Grandma, that's nice. Yeah, like, end of joke. And then she goes, if they look real mean, I'm going to tell you. And I was like, okay. And she said, if they look like they escaped from Guatemala, I'll be the first one to say something. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's a line. There's a definitive line. And we can't be just throwing in countries here. That's when that's when it's racist. Come to find out, she meant Guantanamo, as in the bay in Cuba, not Guatemala. We had an almost racist at the graduation party. Um, Jackson, you're going to Ukraine this summer to volunteer. The, you're a San Antonio Spurs fan, so you're excited about that. And you texted me this week that Deion Sanders and Scott Drew are the same in their respective sports for college basketball and college football. Please make all of the things that I have said in the last 30 seconds make sense. Yes, uh, Victor Wimbanyama is the greatest player to ever play professional sports. If the Rockets got the number one pick, I would not have said that. Uh, I am going to Ukraine. Uh, not not really something that I initially was like, hey, this is a great idea, uh, but prayed about it. Felt like the Lord was leading me there. And it's been a very winding path. I started learning Russian because uh, I thought I was going to Poland. And then they're like, hey, you're not going to Poland. You're going to Ukraine. So maybe no. don't learn Russian because everyone there will think you're a traitor because you are speaking Russian. So I'm like, cool, yeah. don't want to go to prison uh, in Ukraine or in Guatemala, for that matter. Um, <laughs> really anywhere. And wherever you're staying right now, Trust me, you don't, you don't want to be where I am. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, working on learning Ukrainian, we're going to be hosting. I don't know how much we can talk about exactly where I'm going, but going to be hosting a camp for kids and working with a local church in uh, South Central Ukraine. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. There's a lot. I was reading. Give me like, a, give me like a danger level here. Uh, danger level. We, in the village that we're going to be in, it's pretty low. Uh, the most dangerous part is we're going to enter at some point into the country in Kiev and then t get on a train. And so that'll be the most dangerous part. My guess is that we're going to be calling China Spring football games in the fall. I'd say that's like a 95% chance. Uh, and if not, then who knows? You but do plan on surviving. Being I do plan on surviving. Uh, and yeah, I would say that is a... 
very solid likelihood. So I can I, I can only imagine they would not send mission trips if the likelihood of survival was low. Like there's got to you, you you know yeah. there's the safety in that at least. Yes, and so and obviously I'll be sitting watching the door in case a Guatemalan walks in. Yeah, uh, gotta watch uh, out those people from Guatemala, from Guatemala apparently, <laughs> per grandma. Um, which was it was also hilarious that two people, two at the table, had done mission trips in Guatemala that were at this graduation party. Like, whoa, okay, too far. And she's like, well, that's where they put all the prisoners. And then we deduced, okay, she means Guantanamo. Um, Jackson, Victor, our friend Vic from France, he is a pretty good basketball player. He's he's not good enough to play for Baylor Bears though. He's not he's not even going to try to go to Baylor. Um, Scott Drew, you again, you texted me that Scott Drew is the Deion Sanders of college basketball. I would like you to now make this make sense as today becomes, as we've unpacked now five minutes worth of just wildness. Unpack for me here how Scott Drew and Deion Sanders could be remotely connected. Yeah, I I would not say personality wise they're the same i would not say (laughs) (laughs) oh no yeah exactly identical um yeah and and even like in terms of the caliber of coach they are i think scott has proven um at least to this point to be far and above wherever Deion sanders is at right now yeah my concern is that they found themselves in pretty much the same position right now where neither one of them as of like a month ago can field an entire scrimmage Right. There was a point in the offseason where uh, Colorado only had 20 players coming back. Dion has done this big cutthroat thing. Everybody knows big cutthroat thing. Basically told everybody, pack their bags. I got my own coming in and they're, they're Louie. And he didn't have very many bags. He just yeah. had his two little carry-ons for Southwest Airlines or whatever. And then after that, who knows? Which are free. Southwest Airlines, they're free. Which are free. But it's better than spirit. So that's sure. progress. But, yeah, really rough position for Colorado – the difference between Colorado and Baylor is what at this point? Baylor's lost all their starters. Colorado's lost basically every impact player that they had from last season. Um, and the way that they're building back, there's not much there for them. Uh, most of the impact transfers have already picked their homes, right? Hunter Dickinson, he's going to Indiana. Uh, all of the big-time portal guys, right? Like, you get you get Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis? Jordan Hunter? Uh, you get Travis Hunter. Trav- there we go. Close yeah. enough. One of those so, names. Yeah. And then on Scott Drew's side, right, you get uh, a five-star in Jacoby Walter. You get a five-star in Eves Missy. And you're still you're still missing half the roster, right? At yeah. this point, um, you lost eight players to transfer and graduation in the draft. And unless Jalen Bridges comes back, you're, you're taking all of the weaknesses that existed last season in terms of uh, a lack of depth in the forward spots and – it's it's completely gone. There's nothing left there. Um, yeah, Jaden Nunn is a fantastic defender, but you don't want him guarding like the six eight six nine like Jalen Wilson type guys. Yeah. And so, yeah, I I am concerned. I, in Scott, we trust, but I am concerned about the way that the roster situation is going. Um, and I, I think you can look at it from the outside looking in and be like, this position he he just looks like a nice version of Deion Sanders at this point. You know, I want to ba- I want to battle with the counterpoint, and then I want to battle my own counterpoint. Perfect. the The counterpoint would be Colorado sucked at football last year. There is there's the the overhaul of the roster because Colorado wants to change everything about the culture. They want to take out all the players, and it's worked from a fan perspective. They sold out their spring game, and they they kind of want to start from scratch. For Baylor, it's different. You you didn't want everybody to transfer out. You didn't want to lose your entire roster from last season. 
But to that counterpoint, I think Baylor had a below-average season. Maybe not over the scope of college basketball. They weren't a below-average team whatsoever. They were elite by most intensive purposes compared to the majority of, of the 363 teams that exist. However, for Baylor's standard, for where Scott Drew wants to be, it's not a first weekend exit for the second year in a row. It was not an exit to the six seed Creighton Blue Jays. You would have liked a Sweet 16 Elite Eight team. That's where it felt like the ceiling was at points in time this season. So you're okay with a little bit of roster turnover to try to bring in something new. Are you okay with the dramatic extent to which the roster is turned over? I don't think you can be. This team looks entirely different, like completely different. You've lost all your starting five, and Jalen Bridges has yet to make an announcement. Jackson... Does it still concern you? Because, look, Deion Sanders has picked up a ton of transfers. He has, he has filled these roster spots. That's one big difference here. Baylor has not. Does it concern you that Baylor has only one, only one transfer to this point now, Thursday, May 18th? Yeah, I mean, when, when you think about um, the position that Baylor's put themselves in, not having a full roster at this point in the offseason, the transfer portal's closed. Nobody else can enter. I mean, you can leave. Um, you might not be able to leave this room that you're in, but they're allowed to leave the transfer portal. Legally, no. Yeah, legally, no. And so when you're in that position, you, what do you turn to? Do you turn to walk-ons? Do you try and find grad transfers from – I mean, you're not getting a grad transfer from the Ivy League, right? Like, But you're, you're probably looking at that level of basketball to see who who can we pull in for just one season as a bridge at the end of our bench. Uh, that's not the – greatest way to keep up a culture right like if you're wanting to bring guys through and scott has proven to be able to build a culture not doubting that yeah. at all but you want young guys to be able to come in to learn the system and then to lead when they're at the top when you bring guys in for one year and they're dipping over and over again it, it sort of just becomes this war of attrition even within the locker room of okay who's who's been here before who actually has experience why are the the, the seniors are coming in and they're like leading, but they also haven't been here as long as me. Right. Like, uh, and maybe a guy like Dantuan, Dantuan Grimes is able to step up and do that. Hopefully Langston Love is able to do that. Jonathan Chamochachu was still there. Um, but it, it, this sort of feels like a spot that Scott drew, at least in recent memory, hasn't been in where he's sort of building from the ground up out of nowhere. And he, he might be starting three true freshmen and we'll, we'll see how that goes. Oh, I don't love it. I'm straight up not having the best time. Uh, Dale Bonner has transferred. Zach Loveday has transferred. Don't let people forget. Uh, LJ Cryer has gone to Houston. You've got Jaden Nunn in. Uh, you've lost Jordan Turner. Not that all these are big pieces, but then there's the Keontae George, and there's the Adam Flagler, the Jalen Bridges. All five of your starters are gone, and now you got to pick up the pieces with a whole lot of guys who aren't very, like, okay, maybe Jalen Bridges can be the guy next year. Maybe Dale Bonner can step up and be the guy next year. They're they're leaving. Who's who's going to be that guy? The senior experienced guy, Jonathan Chamochachua, can be that, but we've yet to see him with an entire season of being the guy they called upon, the the leader they've called upon. That's going to be a huge transition into next year. And Jackson, I want to know your way too early ceiling for Baylor men's basketball and outlook on what the rest of the regular, what the rest of the off season has to look like for Baylor to be in a better spot next year. But first, <clears throat> German short hairs. Labrador Retrievers, my shorts, what do they all have in common? Bird dogs. When I tell you they're the most comfortable thing I've ever put on my body, I mean it. And I put a lot of stuff on my body. These are unbelievable. It's like I'm wearing air. It's like I put nothing on. Worth the money? Yes. Tenfold. Spectacular. Also worth the free Yeti that you get. 
when you buy bird dogs right now with my promo code that I'm going to give you. They have a stretchy fabric that makes my legs look good. I have, I've always considered myself to have the legs of horses. I have large calves and large, large, like what, quads? Is that what that's called? Like just my thigh. My general thigh is large. My legs. I don't know what it is. My butt, that area. So I've needed shorts that like don't, you know, I, I want to, you know, you show off a little bit, but also I, I don't want to be so tight that it's gross and feels bad. These are not too tight to be gross and feel bad. These shorts are my new favorite golf shorts. I am bad at golf. I'm not very good at golf, but I'm better now because I'm wearing bird dogs. Right now, guys like Dave Portnoy does his pizza reviews wearing these. College football nerds say the perfect pants for dads that have a little extra gut. I'm building mine right now with a few too many Miller lights. Bird dogs make these dads look great. They make me look great. Bird dogs are what you need right here, right now. Look, go to birddogs.com forward slash locked on college and just try this. Go to birddogs.com forward slash locked on college. Enter the promo locked on college, all caps, locked on college. They'll throw in a free custom bird dogs, Yeti style tumbler with every order. Free custom bird dogs, Yeti style tumbler with every order at locked on college. That's birddogs.com forward slash locked on college using promo code locked on college. Do it now, please. I dare you and see what happens. Jackson, you ever had a pair of bird dogs? Uh, I have not, but you're making me want one. Yeah, man. There's something about them. They feel good, and I like them, and, and I enjoy them. One thing that I do not feel good about, do not like, and do not enjoy is the way that Baylor basketball's offseason has gone to this point. Where would you grade? And we're going to get into the progression. Look, it could end up being a really good season next season, but to this point, uh, Baylor's offseason to me has not, has not been where I wanted it to be, especially with the departure now of Jalen Bridges. Um, which I, I expect to become official. Where do you sit, Jackson? What do you think about what Baylor's put together in the last month? I, I think it's tough to give a grade other than incomplete at this point, just because of how much of the roster is left to fill out. Um, which is not a good thing. Not a good thing. No, probably not a good thing. An incomplete does not help your GPA at all. No. I mean, and no. so I, I think it is worth pointing out uh, Baylor has a five star forward committed for next recruiting cycle, Jason Asimoda. Um, that's probably a big reason why you're not going after these high level forwards because you want him to be able to come in and think he has a chance to start year one. Right. And so, okay, we can, we can do this, but are you sort of setting aside this year by not pursuing a forward in that area? Right. You probably also waiting for Jalen bridges, right? Is he going to leave? Is he going to stay? I I don't know that he's going to get drafted as high as he wants to. Uh, He could, if he comes back and shoots well, but really off here from behind the arc for him. I think right now uh, you, you probably grade the off season as a, I'm going to be more generous than you probably a C plus or B minus at this point. Uh, just because you get Eve's Missy re uh, reclassifying to this year, um, you hold on to the commitments of Jacoby Walter and Miro little. Uh, those are not always givens, right? Especially when you have players of that caliber uh, who are waiting to commit when you're actually able to bring them in, that's always a win. And as we know with Baylor football, and so, I, yeah, I, I think you do have to give credit for the recruiting from the high school ranks, but definitely concerned about what the front court looks like and how, how the bench, will there be a bench at all? Yeah. Yet to find out. Well, so here's the deal. I know three guys. <clears throat> Their names are Jonathan Chamochachua, Josh Ojinwuna, and Eves Missy, all equally cool names. They all play the exact same position on a basketball court. And I'll be honest with you, Jackson, I look at the three of these guys, and I don't see them moving into a Jalen Bridges, Mark Vidal, Caleb Lohner-type role as a forward. They all seem like pretty true centers. 
don't know if you knew this, Scott Drew is known for playing with one center at most, sometimes zero on the basketball court. How do you put those three guys into the rotation? How does the addition of Eves Missy truly help a team that already has two big men when they don't usually play with big men? I think Eves Missy unlocks potentially, and it's, you know, we're yet to see whether he's able to do this as a freshman. He did reclassify up, so he skipped a year of high school. Um, I think he has the potential to unlock a lot of what John and Josh do well. Um, I, I don't think you can play John and Josh together. That that doesn't work. Neither of them are no. uh, quick enough on the perimeter. Eves is a lot more fleet of foot, you might say. He's uh, a lot more bouncy, but he also can move a lot better on the perimeter than either of those two can. Um, if you can consistently have uh, Jonathan Chamuchachua hitting threes like he showed he has the potential to last season – I don't know if he can, but if he can, uh, then you can have Eves running as a true like pick and roll dive man consistently, like finishing on alley oops. Uh, that type of vertically athletic center, I think, is something that uh, the team was really missing last season. Someone who could consistently put pressure on the basket. Uh, and then Josh, I think I, I don't know what he's going to look like this season, but he showed flashes of being able to dribble a little bit. Right. Being able to. Um, hit a couple of open men and if he his playmaking continues to improve that two-man game between him and eves i think could be a really interesting thing to explore if this is a team that's looking to win a big 12 championship which it is i don't think that's going to be a central part of the offense uh but especially early on against like the lower major teams that they'll be playing i I think that's something they'll look to try out This team might go 500 or just above it in non-conference play next season, and that's got to be okay. They've got to grow into a squad that learns how to play together because it will be, I mean, to my knowledge, I can't think of a a more fresh Scott Drew team. I can't remember the last time Scott Drew lost all five starters and your best two, lost basically your top seven contributors going into the next season. This is the true test of, okay, if Scott Drew can coach, then what does that look like next season? Minutes-wise, you've lost your top six guys. How does Scott Drew respond? He has responded, as you mentioned, by getting Eves Missy to reclassify, getting Jade Nunn out of the transfer portal, Miro Little, Jacoby Walter. Who going into next season? Make me feel good, Jackson. Make, get, let's, get, let's get ceiling talk here. Who is the best player, the leader, on paper of next year's Baylor men's basketball team? I think it's got to be Jade and Nunn. I think... Whoa, uh, hello. Watch it. I, I, you don't always uh, think of, oh, this guy transferred from a mid-major program and he's going to lead this, you know, story. Pro- I mean, he, I think, could be that guy. I don't know if they'll put him in a position to be the primary initiator, but um, he's, one, I think, going to be the best perimeter defender on the team. Uh, Averaging like a steal and a half for VCU and has a lot more lateral quickness than a lot of other players on this team. Uh, I think you also look at, he's, crazy athletic i mean he had this amazing uh poster dunk against saint mary's that went semi as viral as a vcu play could go um consistently like hitting step backs and i mean he's not he's not like a Kyrie irving like break everybody's ankles type guy but he's crafty enough uh and has that quickness and that burst off the dribble to be able to get to the rim consistently um i i would look to Jaden dunn as a potential all big 12 caliber player um outside of him i think you, I mean, you probably look to Langston Love and say, hey, you had blue chip pedigree coming out. This is your time. This is your time to shine. Um, 
And I, I don't know what he's looking like with that cornea, but if, if he's healthy, I think that's another guy you look to as this guy needs to step up and become a real leader on this team. Two questions with that response, two follow-ups. The first, so then where does Jonathan Chamochachua fit into this if he's not one of the first two guys you name as the the leader of the squad? Uh, I will say off the court, it's got to be Jonathan. I mean, he's he's yeah. the clear off the court leader, but um, on the court, I if he, I think Eves is going to get minutes. He's too athletic. He's able to put too much pressure on the rim for Scott to leave him on the bench, um, especially with the lack of size that this team has. And Didn't so didn't reclassify for nothing. No, absolutely not. And I think it is worth mentioning um, he was old for his class, and so I believe that he will be draft eligible after his freshman season, even with mm. reclassifying. I know there was talk about like, oh, maybe he has to stay two seasons. Uh, he, he should be eligible after his freshman year. And so uh, I, I'm not certain that that's going to happen, but that is something to sort of keep in mind is anyone on this team could leave at any moment. Um, yeah, I, I, I look at John as being clearly the emotional leader of the team. I mean, there's nobody else who um, has been through as much as he has or who has that fire that he has. But on the court, I, he's just, especially offensively, um, I, I don't think he's going to play a big enough role to be seen as like, this is the on-court captain of the team. Mostly because that's how Scott Drew uses the centers as well. Absolutely. You know, it, it's not a program. You get a lot of these Big East teams where you look to the big man to be a leader. Baylor's not one of those teams that's going to do that. That's okay. They won a national championship based off guard play. Jackson, the second follow-up question based on your assessment of who the leader will be for this team where does Jacoby Walter fit into this? Because he could be the, the like Keontae George, but better to me. I think he will have a better season next year than Keontae George had for Baylor this year. I'm really interested to see how Jacoby Walter plays as I think he's an ancillary option. I, I, again, I think that um, you probably have none as your number one uh, and probably have Langston Love as the primary ball handler. Um, if that's happening and you have Jacoby Walter sometimes spotting up in the ways that Keontae George was early in the season, what does that look like? Because so often in high school, he was just he, like by far the best player on the court. Right. And so he's the only initiator. Um yeah. I'm curious to see how he's able to play off ball. If he's consistently cutting um, and setting screens off ball and like willing to buy in, in the way that Keontae was, I, the sky's the limit for him. I, I don't see him as, um, yeah, I, I think it'll take a little bit of adjustment for him in terms of having to score against big 12 defenses. Uh, he doesn't have the tightest handle in the world. Um, he's not, I don't think as explosive as none is uh, with that said, he's going to be one of the best freshmen in the big 12. And um, the fact that he's not like, I don't think he's going to score 20 points a game, yeah. but we shouldn't be putting that type of expectation on him. He's, he's not going to save the team single-handedly, but he's uh, especially if he can figure out how to lock in on defense, he's, he's he could be special. That's the reason I think he'll have a better season than Keontae George is there's less pressure than what was put on Keontae George from day one. Jackson, last thing I'll throw out you here. You've mentioned the Big 12 quite a bit, and Baylor's got an opportunity to have some guys in the conversation for Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, which Chama Chachua has already won. Big 12 Freshman of the Year, Jacoby Walter will make a case for that. As of today, with a 14-team Big 12, Texas OU and the four new schools, where does Baylor sit? I mean, where should this team be preseason-wise in that 1-14? through 14? Uh, I think going in, you, I mean, I, I think you can go ahead and say goodbye to being top three in that conference with uh, LJ Cryer in Houston up at the top. Um, 
Kansas just consistently dominating everyone. Yeah. And uh, I Kansas guess Texas, State. Kansas State. I, I'm I'm less worried about Kansas State. Uh, they're they're lo- losing both of their guys, right? So, mm. um, they they obviously have talent, but I think that's... Tyler Perry. They got Tyler, the great director Tyler Perry. Great movies. Um, but he, yeah, I I would say UT Kansas and Houston in some order are going to make up that top three. Uh, after that, I I really do think it's anybody's game. I mean, you're you're hopefully going to sweep Cincinnati. You're going to sweep BYU. You're going to sweep UCF. Um, and if you can consistently beat up on the lower tier teams, like I don't know what West Virginia is going to look like this year. Um, Oklahoma State, a lot of question marks. West Virginia's uh, got a lot of great transfers, but also their coach said a bad word. So yes, <laughs> don't so, really know what's going to happen there. Hey, he got off with like a suspension, so like short suspension and a million dollars for saying a word that you cannot say. Very reprehensible. You like irreprehensible. You shouldn't do that ever at all. Uh, but he did. <clears throat> Don't well, just don't say just don't say that live uh, on the radio. Just avoid like a bad idea. Bad words. Forever. Avoid slurs altogether. It's probably a good rule of thumb. Um, Jackson, thanks for joining the show today. Good luck in Ukraine. Uh, we'll probably have you on before you leave because that just sounds really cool. Um, and I, I do think Baylor basketball can be good. I'm pro Baylor basketball. Good. You are Baylor Bears. I like to hear that. Um, Jackson's a freshman at Baylor, going to be a sophomore. So he's basically like me, but better, less less clickbaity. So follow him on Twitter at Jackson by Jackson Posey at by Jackson Posey and go buy some bird dogs. I'm Drake Toll from prison cell. That's Jackson Posey from San Antonio Spurs. This has been, it always will be. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. Come back tomorrow for more Baylor stuff. Locked on Baylor.